A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. Today, we pay some late fees one penny at a time. But first, a story from Dip Scout. Safety first is important in the military. This is a long time ago. So, I was active duty in the US Army from 1984 to 1988. I was stationed with an infantry unit and after two years, I went to school and became the unit armorer. I was responsible for physical security and maintenance of all company weapons and sensitive items. I also taught common task tests on weapon systems for the unit and was on every live fire range we went to to assist. I was an E4 at this time, enlisted but definitely outranked by anyone E5 and higher and had to obey orders as every soldier does. Generally, when I came to weapon systems, I had input and could make statements. I could intercede if something was not correct or unsafe. This would work to a point, but I couldn't give an order to a superior, obviously. So fast forward to a live fire range with company crew served weapons, specifically 50 cal BMG heavy machine guns. This is a powerful weapon and requires respect. Every time you set this weapon up and prepare to fire, you need to set the headspace and timing to ensure it'll function correctly. This is not a too complicated procedure, but if not done correctly, can cause catastrophic failure of the weapon. Top, my first sergeant, tells me to walk the line and double check all weapons to ensure they're safe to fire. I get to one particular weapon, crewed by an E5 that just hates everyone, treats his squad members like crap, thinks he knows everything. I get in the foxhole to check the weapon, and he lays into screaming and saying, I know what the freak I'm doing, I don't need some freaking E4 to double check my work, get the heck out of my hole now. I tell him that Top ordered me to check every weapon, and again he launches into a tirade, and tells me to get the heck out of his firing position. In order to cover my own backside, I make sure every member of his gun crew acknowledges he ordered me out. I yell, yes sergeant climb out of the firing position on the range, and go about my business. Following orders, so maybe not malicious compliance, but I could have gotten Top or any other senior NCO involved and done my check. But I decided to let it go and see if he knew what he said he did. Top eyes both sides of the firing line and gets the nod from other observers, officers and other sergeants, clears the range for fire, and tells everyone to open fire. Lots of noise and thunder along the line, and a very loud and unnatural bang and screaming from Sergeant, Get out of my holes, foxhole. We cease fire, and a medic runs to the hole. It seems he did not know how to do this, or rushed a simple job, and blew the feed tray cover off of his weapon and caught some blast to his face. The result? Weapon damaged pretty badly and will require Division Depot maintenance to repair. And Sergeant Get Out of My Hole has a broken nose, missing some of his teeth, and burn marks on his face and singed eyebrows. Luckily, he didn't get hurt worse, and his assistant gunner luckily avoided injury. Top heard the whole story, and forevermore on our unit, Top and the other senior NCOs referred to him as Sergeant Headspace. I mean, I get that some people are going to allow that rank to get into their head, 
and not be able to get over the fact that they can't allow a lower rank to upshow them or acknowledge that somebody that's a lower rank knows more about a certain gun than they do, but you would just think when you're dealing with something, you know, crazy like a 50 caliber heavy machine gun, you might just want to hear them out for some tips and some setup instructions. How much do you want to bet though that a guy like this not only did not learn from this incident, but probably doubled down even harder on being even more of a jerk in the future? Would you guys agree that he probably just became even worse after this? Let me know in the comments down below. Our next story is from Captain Stunning. Literal payback? A lifetime ago, I spent my junior year of college abroad in Germany. Dorms there are very different compared to American ones. Some are apartment style and you can have roommates who are a different gender than you. There's even often a bar located somewhere within your dorm facility and would be operated by students, perhaps once a week, and thus I attended bar a bend with enthusiasm. The alcohol always increased my fluency and drinks were so much less expensive than at a regular bar. What can I say? I like to embrace the local culture. My year in Germany was the best of my life. It was an amazing adventure, and I'm very thankful for my time there. The only negative experiences I had that year, the snake in the garden, so to speak, involved one of my roommates. Throughout the year, she made sure I knew how unwelcome I was. Things don't get better with her being rude to me throughout the year. During my last month, she told me several times that I owed money for the phone and I needed to pay it before I left. Each time, I assured her I would pay, just as I'd paid on time all year. As it was in my final few days of packing up my life in Germany, I understandably had a lot of loose ends to tie up. I had to make the final decisions about what to do with everything I'd accumulated in my room. In Germany, at least at the time, cash was still very commonly used, only much of your cash is actually coins, so it gets heavy carrying around a massive amount of coins. I just put my one and two penny pieces into a jar since that helped to lighten my load. Fast forward to my last day in Germany, I'm going through my wallet and looking at the most recent reminder note my roommate had given about the phone money owed. Then I spot my large freaking jar of German one and two cent pieces. I think you can imagine where this is going. Killing two birds with one stone. I impressively had enough coins to cover the full amount needed and also literally cover the countertops and kitchen table with the money. It's honestly the most thought out crappy thing I think I've ever done. I normally retreat from any conflict and luckily met a ton of great people with whom I shared my time that year and was rarely in the apartment except to sleep. I was alone in the apartment making my very last cleanup there and wanted her to know I had provided the amount in full. I wrote out a note saying, as promised, here's my portion of the phone bill. I trust you will find every penny. Well, I know one thing, if this person wasn't very welcoming of OP before this event, they're definitely not going to be welcoming after. Good thing OP's setting sail after that point. See you later, enjoy the change. By the way, if you're enjoying these stories, make sure to hit those like and subscribe buttons down below so you never miss any of my daily videos. Our next story is from Never Give 3 Up, paying library late fee, pennies at a time. Many years ago, when I was a student, I borrowed some books from the city library. In my country, it's free to borrow books, but if you return them late, you get a small fee. One to two dollars. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? 
Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Storytime is sponsored by BetterHelp. Nearly everyone at some point in their life will struggle with their mental health, whether that's something stressful at work, in a personal relationship, or something else. I know that I really struggled with anxiety in my early 20s, and therapy was a massive help for me. That's why I'm a massive fan of therapy, and today's sponsor, BetterHelp. If there is anything in your life, big or small, that is negatively affecting you, get it off your chest with BetterHelp. It's an online therapy service that, after finishing a small questionnaire, will match you with a licensed therapist, where you can book appointments that match up with your schedule at any place or any time. And if you feel like you're not bonding with your therapist, you can switch at any point for free. Also, therapy isn't just if you're struggling with mental health. If you're looking for guidance or ways to improve your social skills, life, or relationships, it's a great judgment-free way of doing that. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com StorytimePod today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash StorytimePod. Typically, you pay the fee the next time you want to borrow a book because you leave the books on the counter and the librarian checks them when they have time. Nowadays, it's automated with self-scanning and so forth. One day, I receive an invoice by mail that I have a late fee for a dollar and a half, and they added $5 for an administrative fee for the invoice. I call the library, as I haven't set foot in there for over a year, and the accountant confirms and says it's a late fee for a book I returned late a year and a half ago. I can't argue, as I normally don't even remember what I had for dinner last night, so I ask about the $5 administrative fee. According to the Swedish law, a claim for payment can be made up to three years after, and they can add a small administrative fee for the invoice. I tell them that they had all of my info, phone, email, etc. If they had notified me that I had an outstanding balance, I would have come to the library and paid the fee. But the law is the law and they are in the right. So, cue malicious compliance. I log into my bank account and start dividing the invoice in small irregular payments. 23 cents, a dollar and two cents, 76 cents, and so on with a day between the payments. I also deliberately pay six cents more than the invoice. I wait for all the payments to go through, and then I call them back, talk to the accountant that can't find my payment. I notified her that I did pay the invoice, but may have divided it. The phone goes silent, and then she says with anger in her voice, Was that you? Do you know how much work you caused us? I reply that as they took out an administrative fee, that I would get my money's worth of work for it. Then I end with that I may have paid more than the invoice and would like my six cents back. After numerous correspondence with their legal person, 
They concluded that it would cost them too much to repay the six cents, so they couldn't legally be forced to pay. I thank her and end with that I've gotten my money's worth of work for the five dollars and six cents. Haven't set foot in the library since, and it's been 21 years. Obviously this is a bit petty, but at the same time, this library went out of their way to contact you in specifically the way that would make you cough up five more dollars than really was necessary. The law's the law, and honestly it's kind of nice to support the library, but feels like you're getting kind of cheated here. And our final story of the day is from Laughing by Campfire. Yay! I passed a quiz mastering crystal clear instructions. Everyone appreciates saving money at the pump. Gas isn't cheap, but it wasn't quite so bad 20 odd years ago. But still, why pay more than you have to pay? Some folks will wait hours at a Costco. Others have a favorite station that they use when they pass by, even if it isn't close to home or work. In fact, some truck stops are known for having great prices and conveniently just off the freeway. As a college student and licensed driver, the wise old man needed a ride to the airport. Now, my dad was pretty particular, and he was a fan of rules. Nothing was simple enough that it couldn't be improved by a specific formula of rules and instructions. For example, a reasonably easy 30-minute drive to the airport could definitely benefit from specific instructions, plus a side mission involving its very own specific additional instructions, because the best deal in gas is just off the freeway at a truck stop along the route. There were also a couple of other younger kids over, kids of friends of my mom who were having a get-together. They thought it would be fun to hang out with the older kid who could drive. They didn't plan on a road trip, but as you'll see, a road trip they'll get. To set a clear example, maybe even a standard or a bar, that would show me just how easy this airport run would be, the wise old man would drive to the airport, detailing the truck stop where I would be responsible for maximizing value and getting the best deal when I filled up on the way back, with no additional stops or deviations to be allowed on this very clear, very simple mission. So we loaded up from the southeast of downtown and hopped on the freeway, and upon nearing the big city, we hopped on the beltway that rings the city in the center of the US state in which this happened. The wise old man made sure to note as we approached the blessed and preferred truck stop. The exit number, the road name, the truck stop name. This was easily remembered because it was all very close to home. In fact, it was a drive I made regularly on my runs to and from the state university in the north of the state in my own car. But this wasn't my car, my gas, my gas money, or my choice. I would get off of that exit and take that highway back home. Now mind you, we didn't take that highway to the airport because it's slower, much slower. There's stoplights, but I was not to get back on the freeway, interstate. I was to proceed straight home using only that road. No other stops, no other routes. The rules and instructions were reviewed as we approached the airport. We got there with enough time before his flight to do a quick pop quiz to make sure I had all the pertinent details and rules. You got it, the kids are in good hands, have a great flight. But he was quizzing me. He wasn't asking for my suggestions. He wasn't even asking if I had any doubts, concerns, or questions. It was really just as simple as following the rules. Now, if it was him or anyone else, the correct answer would be to save time and fuel by taking the same exact route home. Or... Or, hear me out, to get back on the freeway for about two more miles to take the next highway, which also would have a ton of stoplights over 20 miles, but would in fact get us home. 
And so back to the blessed and preferred truck stop, we headed to maximize our value and get the best deal. Cash was exchanged, premium unleaded fuel was pumped. Now, rather than saving time or money with an efficient return trip, I did exactly as the old man directed. We would take the next 20 miles going stoplight to stoplight down the highway. Just not the right highway. I passed a quiz and knew the rules and the rules I would follow. Unfortunately, the very clear rules didn't allow for getting back to the town where we lived. However, because we were now 20 miles south, actually southwest, I would have to turn off the highway and make another 15 mile drive east through some very twisty farm county. The rules expressly forbade this. So I pressed on hoping for the best. That's actually a lie unless you silently add, hoping for the best road trip, because we were absolutely not heading home. The kids in the back were having a blast, going on a trip with the college kid driving, everyone's laughing. It was a genuinely good time. Though, as we nipped into the western edge of the correct county, we all knew we weren't going to make it without breaking the rules and deviating from the very clear directions. Everyone in the car could have passed the quiz at the end. As elementary-aged kids of maybe 10, they were very excited to get a vote. Do we follow the rules, or do we turn? Nobody thought it was worth breaking the rules, so onward we continued. And so we stopped heading toward home altogether. Having taken this highway more than once on the way to visit friends at the state university in the south of the US state hosting this road trip, I knew we could definitely make it there, but I'd have to go out of pocket for gas to get us home. As with all good things, the road trip had to come to an end, so at a certain point, roughly calculated by a falling fuel gauge, we turned around. We laughed and continued having a great time. We laughed even harder when we got back to the crucial step the wise old man my dad left out turning for the long and somewhat perilous farmland connector to get us back toward where we lived. Were the kids wheeling co-conspirators in this performative act of malicious compliance? Were they my audience? Or were they to be my downfall? As we get out, the kids were laughing, the moms were happy the kids had fun, but we were asked, what took so long? Oh, sorry, dad had specific instructions on how to get home, and we tried following them but ended up going out of our way. My audience just laughed and said they had fun. Since the car was on E, my mom topped it off long before my dad returned. So, the wise old man had no idea his rules and very clear instructions ended up paying for us to have a real nice road trip despite his best efforts. My mom's since passed for years and I've never told my dad, but the wise old man is no longer as weird about rules. I would love if OP asked if they tried to stick to their rules in the future and maybe realize that their specific route wasn't the right way to go or didn't make sense. Either way, it's a great story and honestly, it's very fun to just look back on and although it's not really a story you share with your parents, at least you can share it with everybody here. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. Now, if you want to hear another absolutely awesome compliance story, check out that video on the left. Or, if you missed my latest video, check out the video on the right. That said, I'll see you all next time with some more stories.